0: You are listening to the 10 Minute Entrepreneur podcast with host Sean Castrina. I'm excited about today's podcast. I have an entrepreneur in a, a very unique business, but oh, you know with the pandemic that we've just gone through uh, the need for this has just skyrocketed. I have Dennis Denoya with me here, Mr. D Math, and we're going to talk about the homeschool market because it is huge. I have a friend in Minnesota. I'm just going to say this to you, Dennis. He says 50% of the population there are homeschooling. Wow. Yeah.
1: That's huge. Okay. Well, Yeah, good. yeah. There this there you Minnesota. go. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. 50, 50% um, where he's at, which is oh, oh, it's supposed to be close to a river that separates Minnesota from Wisconsin, wherever that is. Ah, uh, that's where my buddy is. And so he was telling me about it because he's a youth director and works with works with teenagers.
1: Ah, uh, that's awesome. yeah. I you know, homeschooling, you know, there's all the things that went on with the pandemic that were, you know, that were not great. But one of the things that the pandemic did was it opened people's eyes to what homeschooling is and how it works and gave people a choice. And I think that's one of the biggest things that people are looking for in education is the ability to have choice. And when they discovered that homeschooling can work and work for their families, and it doesn't work for everybody, But for the families that it does work for, it is, uh, for me, it is the best way to be able to educate young people because we're focusing on the individual and not in a classroom. And I used to be a classroom teacher. So I came from the classroom. I came from the public school system and then started, uh, left the public school system to start creating uh, homeschool programs. And it just turned out I was a math guy. So I started making math programs.
0: Yeah, my my daughter's a third grade school teacher, and she has even talked about potentially you know, working online, you know, doing education online, just the amount of time she spends commuting and, you know, A, A to Z. I, my wife and I used to joke about homeschooling because our friends did it initially. Uh, we knew our kids would have been illiterate. So we passed. My kids would only think they would have known is like Barney and ESPN. <laughs> that would have awesome. been it. That, that's only two things they could have. Totally but getting it. but we- I absolutely do believe, though, it, 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 in what what we never saw prior to the last three years, is what kids were being taught. I think more so right. than ever, we, we made an assumption. Now it's kind of like, everybody's kind of pulled the blanket back a little bit. And we're like, okay, wait, you're talking about what? You're talking about this. You're talking about that. And, and it, I literally, I just saw a clip just a, five minutes ago about somebody arguing whether two plus two equals four, like on a <laughs> YouTube thing. And I'm like, are you kidding me? And somehow Deter- you know, making that math was racist. I'm like, golly, day, hey, man. I'm I'm old enough to know what racism looks like. But man, if we wrap it up in math, I give up.
1: Yeah, it it's a little scary out there, and you you hear so many different things, and you see things on the news, and you don't really know which way to turn, and you don't even know when you see something on the news, you don't even know if it's real or not real anymore. It's just, it's hard hard to determine. But it's interesting you were talking about um, homeschooling with your kids being like Barney or ESPN, mm-hmm. right? Uh, my, my two youngest, um, we decided to homeschool them. And, but we made an agreement that uh, we weren't going to homeschool them until they learned how to read. And so we told the kids that they said, you want to homeschool, you have to learn how to read in public school first. And uh, my daughter couldn't wait. So she took it on and she was struggling. And man, by the end of first grade, she was done. She was reading and home she came.
0: So, <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's a fit for everybody has the right fit that works for them. And, and, and but I will, you know, it's, and we're going to jump in this, but something that I'd never thought about prior to literally six weeks ago and seeing this two plus two, you know, not equaling four again. I mean, some things are just ridiculous to me. I I must be a simpleton, but more so than ever, I'm creating a financial trust so that my kids will at least have the choice of a private education indefinitely. I'm talking like a thousand years of, 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 of my family, because it it is getting to the point. And I was a public school guy my whole life. I'm like, always said, Hey, you know, you need to learn to interact with everybody. The world is different. I mean, I know all the speeches and all that, but I never factored in the, the, what they were going to be taught. Like that was never the part of the equation was whether we were going to live in a bad neighborhood and maybe you want to put your kids in a, but it was never the actual, what they were going to be taught. Like that never crossed my mind.
1: Yeah, not only that, but how they're taught. So if you yeah. think about in a classroom, you've got 25, 30 kids in a classroom and you have a teacher in front of the room teaching to those 25 or 30 kids. That's one learning style that she's speaking from and two, And you've got 25 or 30 different kinds of learners in that classroom. And for them, it for some, it works and for many, it doesn't. And so a lot of kids, when they feel like they're getting lost, then they start to blame themselves or they, you know, but instead of blaming themselves, it's like, hey, maybe that's just not the right fit for you. And how can we find something that does work for you? And that's the world of homeschooling. And there are so many curriculums and programs and um, how many parents that are finding the joy of learning and rediscovering for themselves what it is to learn and develop that joy for learning, which translates to their kids and their kids become more of that lifelong learning process. And that's really what we want for young people. It's not how much math they remember, how much history facts they know, it's that they have that joy for learning and that they can be self-directed in their learning.
0: Well, we do know that if you look at a typical school week, how many hours are wasted? We we know that how many hours, it's just, right. it's unbelievable how much actual teaching takes place in a Monday through Friday you know, and so I, I, from a time standpoint, there, there's no doubt I, I'm a, I'm a firm believer in that. And I do like that you could niche your curriculum uh, and you can niche a curriculum that fits your value structure as well. And, and I don't have a problem with that. So what made you turn this into a business? I always like the entrepreneurial end of it.
1: Right. So, it you know, it started like this. I, uh, I was a public school teacher and knew that that wasn't for me. Uh, I always felt Stuck, You know, it was kind of like for me, it was kind of like, you know, rise to average and I wanted to be more than that and I always wanted to write my own programs and my own curriculum. Uh, I discovered the ability to record videos. Um, This was 13 years ago that I started doing this to record videos and start to create my own programs. And from that, uh, what where where could I go that was going to be accepted and wanted and needed? And it was the homeschool market. And I just fell in love with the idea of homeschooling. The families are amazing. Our kids that we work with are amazing. And from there, it was, you know, and, and how many friends that told me, are you crazy? You're going to sit here and make videos and you're going to make math videos. Whoever is going to want to do that. That's when I knew this is probably a good idea because everybody was telling me not to do it. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to keep going with this. And it's turned out to be great.
0: It, it is. And so you mentioned that, you know, I, I graduated from Liberty University. And if you want to know how Liberty has anything they have up on Liberty Mountain, it was the video program that Falwell set up in the 80s, uh, you know, the the curriculums that he set up, the, uh, the uh, you know, the, uh, which at the time it was video VCR tapes, but right. learning, th- th- they, that's it. That is their, no- I know this definitive, you know, I know, that is their number one cash cow they got up there is there now, which is online learning, but that was started late seventies and eighties when he was pitching the, you know, the VCR tapes to learn Bible counseling and things of that nature that, you know, is, is this a massive revenue stream for Liberty for years. And now obviously online, I think they're one of the, you know, one of the three largest online colleges in the, you know, in the country.
1: Yeah. And it's, and they're doing great, you know, and, and, and what they do is they continue to pave the way for people like me and other people that are getting involved in the, in the industry that it's like, we can do where, you know, we can, this is my opportunity to make a difference. And, you know, to make a difference for young people, it doesn't matter where they live. And that's the other great thing about being online. And that was one thing that I realized. It was like, I had these programs. I knew they were good. I knew I was good at what I did, but I couldn't, and I was in the Florida area at the time, and I couldn't keep driving from place to place in Florida to deliver the programs. We had to get it online so that we can make it available to everybody. And now we have students all, literally all over the world, but predominantly in the U.S., but literally through all 50 states, even Alaska is a huge homeschooling state. And they have a convention there that either, either myself or one of our staff members go to, and we go to the convention and get to meet all kinds of families there too. So it's it's quite cool.
0: No, I, I mean, there's definitely a demand for it. And I think the pandemic just really brought it to, to the forefront. Let me ask you, what was your biggest challenge you felt you found starting this business?
1: Mm, uh, the I'd say the biggest challenge was knowing that to write the courses that I wrote it took me 4 years to write the first 5 courses and so the biggest challenge was staying engaged you know and so what Dang I did was I blocked out yeah you know I blocked out my weekends and I let everybody know and I think that was important because I let people know you can't count on me uh, from this time Saturday afternoon until Sunday night um, this is what's going to be going on this is what I'm doing my time to write record edit produce um but you know I think the biggest challenge was uh, I'm going to miss football. You know, I'm going to miss. Yeah. There was those things that I was going to miss. Well,
0: and you made a commitment to something that you right. knew wasn't going to pay. This is the biggest problem people have: is that the one thing they don't tell you about entrepreneurship. It it is the ultimate exercise in patience. It is the ultimate exercise, and I'm going to put 80 hours in, and I may not get paid on this for years. Yes, and, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. Think, I mean, I, I I just tell you that that's been my journey. <laughs> you know, for, for sure.
1: Yeah, I, you know, and, and then you get reinforced by that because all of your friends and family are telling you, you're not going to make any money at this. Yeah. And they say, and how do we know that? Because you're not currently. But it was, uh, you know, for me, it was one of those things that was like, this is who I am. And I had to come to terms with that. And I think that's the other thing. Um, that you know, one of the biggest challenges was getting this is who I am, and this is the way that I'm going to, you know, make a difference in the world and be self-expressed, regardless of what it looks like. you know, how can I serve? And that was really that was really what kept kept me going and kept me pushing forward.
0: Well, I, I love the story. I love that you built a business within your passion. That's not a luxury that everyone has. Tell me the one piece of advice you'd like to give an entrepreneurial audience that, You know, obviously you had the one thing that you wish you would, you know, that you went through the one challenge, staying focused, staying engaged. What's the one piece of advice you would share with my audience?
1: Uh, I'm going to share something somebody shared with me because it was right when I was trying to make this decision and it was this, it was do what you love to do and the money will
0: find you. And it, 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 it tends to, um, I'm, I'm trying to make money in golf one day. That's it. I haven't figured out, I have not figured out how to do it, but I, I need to make money in tennis and golf. Cause I find myself doing quite a bit of it. I have Dennis Denoy with me or Mr. D math, uh, you know, just created an incredible business in the homeschool market. Dennis, thank you so much for being on the podcast.
1: Sean, thank you. And thank you to the audience. And thanks for having me be able to do this. Thanks for taking your time too.
0: Yeah, I know. I love that different businesses. You know, I don't want all online businesses. I don't want, I want it from A to Z. Like I said, I don't care if it's a lemonade stand. I don't care if it's an online business. I don't care if it's a software business. I just want to hear that you started something. What was the struggle that you had? Why did you do it? And can you share something with my audience? If I get that, I win every single interview. So thank you so much for being on the podcast. My pleasure, man. Glad we got to win. That's good. Yeah, we did get it. This podcast is brought to you by Gig Strategic, the best digital marketing company for small businesses. I keep telling you that because my company uses them and they are. That's gigstrategic.com. We have more interviews coming up in the weeks ahead. Of course, I teach a lesson every week. And on Fridays, it's Ask Sean, I answer your questions. Thank you so much for listening. We will talk again soon.